Hello, beautiful people. How your spirit doing? Welcome to episode one of Peace Talk Podcast. This is a podcast where I, I really just have the opportunity to just talk whatever, like about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. And uh, I wanted to start episode one with something that happened uh, recently that's going on in my life. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I'll get to this story in a little bit, but I live in Lake Mills, Iowa, which is uh, I don't like I don't think it's on a map. I really feel like someone just fucking like made it up. <laughs> it's like it, it makes no sense. The, uh, the town I live in, it's a small town. I think of, of about approximately 2000 people and it doesn't have any lakes or mills in the town. Somebody was just like, let's just fucking call it that. And it's a Norwegian uh, town. And I didn't even know what that means, but they eat weird food and uh, they're extra nice or some shit like that. Mostly population is uh, white for sure. I'm sure you could have guessed that. Um, (laughs) I wanted to start off with something uh, as far as um, another accomplishment that I had. So I had a lot of goals um, this last year, 2019. That was when I really started to uh, sort of speak more things into existence and work a little bit harder on uh, things that I wanted to accomplish and it was a really good year overall 2019 was a um, I would probably say the most my most successful year of, of doing comedy thus far um, and it, it's it's that way for a lot of different reasons you know um, financially it was um, I won't I won't say so, so here, here's the thing about when you get into comedy, you don't get into comedy for 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 money. You you get in it for fame and pussy. Like that's 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 the number one and two reasons. And um, <laughs> that's a joke. Um, uh, and here's the thing: you don't get into comedy for for money. You get in it to you know you know hopefully have a passion for it and wanting to to develop and and build your brand and, and just you know, become marketable and, and enjoy the experience and, and allow your craft to, to grow and, you know, let that take you where you know, you want to go, whether it is doing stand up comedy for a living or, or writing a sitcom or pilot or whatever. There's so many, um, outlets for, for going into stand up comedy. Um, with that being said, 2019 was one of those years where, um, I, uh, I wasn't sure financially if I could basically keep my head of water because um, compared to, you know, 2018 and even 2017, in some ways, uh, I had more shows, more gigs, uh, more bookings those years as opposed to coming into this year uh, or last year, I guess I should say, because it is 2020 and um, I wasn't sure if I could like, if I can do it with less gigs, because, you know, when you are in this new market, uh, Northern Iowa, which is where I'm currently at, it was very much a starting all over experience that I had to go into. So with all that being said, I was like, I don't know. And I ended up it like by the end of the year, I had statistically less gigs, but I was making either equal or more money than I had the previous uh, years and I was very happy with that Um, but I just I I had fewer gigs but I had better opportunities so that's what I loved about you know 2019 looking back it was a a very manageable year so uh, I started to make goals for myself which is something that you know you you think them sometimes but you don't necessarily uh you know put them in your face and and look at them so i started a message a message board um i've gotten the idea and suggestions from many people um some comics and just some you know best friends and people in my life but the person that really you know (laughs) made me want to do it was steve harvey and I think there's a lot of things that can be said about uh, Steve Harvey, good and bad. Um, me personally, there's a lot of things that that I admire and respect about, you know, this this, you know, comedy legend. When if you ask me, you know, 10, 20 years ago, did I consider him, you know, a king of comedy? I don't know if I would have thought that. But the more you 
I guess me, just me talking personally, the more I learned about comedy and the road, um, not necessarily doing, you know, gigs outside, uh, but just like the, the journey that you go on, uh, he's, he's really been someone that's accomplished a lot of things. And I think in, in any business that you want to get into, I think it's very important to acknowledge people that have things that you want to, you know, uh, aspire and strive for. So with all of that, you know, this, <laughs> this is not, you know, Hey, day day. What do you think about Steve Harvey saying the wrong bitch name at the, at the, the, what it was at the, the Miss America pageant and, um, his beef with, uh, Monique and, and I, this is not even about any of that. Will I talk about some of that stuff? Uh, I think I will. I think I'll uh, kind of do a top 10 and 20 list of my favorite personal uh, comedians. And, and that'll be a, a later episode. But for now, uh, I was trying to figure out how to do a message board. And I, I came across something on YouTube, him talking about it. And again, it's just it's about manifestation. It's about saying, hey, these are things that I want. and How can I get them and looking at them daily or at least looking at them constantly as uh, a reminder um, I thought it was very powerful so I, I caught it on uh, on YouTube it was one of his episodes on his uh, previous show Steve or Steve Harvey and I just I, I it was a very simple concept I went on YouTube I started looking at people's message boards and you know how to create a message board because I was like how do you do this and it's really as simple as it sounds you just need to you know get a board and like you know you can get magazine clippings or articles or whatever you can put whatever the fuck you want on it that that was probably my favorite and uh i finally made the news uh that sound bad that sound like i i, I killed somebody i didn't i didn't my brother did. Well, that's another conversation for another for another um, episode. When I talk about my family, um, but <laughs> um, but I so I I finally made the, the newspaper in where so where I live in Lake Mills. Um, I am right on the border um, of Minnesota, so I'm like right there, like. It's like I'm closer to Minneapolis than I am to Des Moines, for example. Des Moines is very uh, center um, centric of Iowa and Minneapolis uh, can almost be considered the same. So I was doing a lot of things in Minnesota as far as gigs when I moved back here. And I was like, how the fuck do you have a comedian, which is not a very common profession where I'm at. Uh, and then not be like talk of the town. Like in my mind, small towns are like here, here, like they they ring the bell and they're like, we have Negroes here. You know, like like these are things that you would want to announce. Is I guess what I'm saying. And it did not happen for me until last year, and it wasn't even the town I lived in. Um, <laughs> I ended up so the town I live in. Lake Mills, Iowa, they have something every year called July Jubilee. And I guess I should have did more research on it since I was going to mention it. But um, I've been with my wife for almost like 12 years. It's it's insane. But we, we've only been married for about two. And since I pretty much known her, she's always talked about July Jubilee, which typically happens early July of each summer here and it's it's a parade and kind of a a a town festival um many festivities from you know children activities to uh you know food it's 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 a very it's like again i think these are just shit that was made up like some guy was like hey how can we do something every year to make our existence worth living (laughs) here and uh so um, so since I've known my wife, uh, her name is Monica Peace, um, and since I've known her, she's always, um, you know, went to this event or it was always a big deal. And 
in our you know early years of dating, she would bring me back, and um, I would have a mild good time, um, and uh, that was that. So we moved back here um, in 2016. We had this plan to to go to Arizona. Actually, it was me not wanting to live in Iowa anymore, and I was working at a job. I was working at a sneaker company. You know what? I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself with the story that I, I want to get to today. Um, the story I want to get to today is really how did I get to where I'm at and a little bit of the, you know, what what got me from Detroit, Michigan, all the way to Lake Mills, Iowa. So I, I'm, I'm bleeding into that, that, uh, that story a little bit. So let me just get back focused on uh, what I wanted to open up today with. So... I made the newspaper when I was doing the event July Jubilee this last year. It was the first time I had ever been a part of it. And it was really one of those someone reached out. No, that's a lie. That's a fucking lie. I reached out like a million times. And they basically was like, no, we good, nigga. Don't don't worry about it. And this last year, uh, 2019, was their sesquicentennial. I'm saying it all wrong. Sequenso sesquicentennial. Okay, read, look it up. It's it's like 150 years or some shit like that. And it was just something about being a part of it because it was very historic, if if you will. And they really just didn't know what how they can use me. But I was like, let's do whatever i ended up being able to be a part of it for two days the the event will typically go from like a thursday to a sunday and i was able to be a part of it that friday and saturday for two separate like two completely different um events that they were having the friday night they had something called mr and mrs lake mills which is kind of like um like a kid contest where they <laughs> where they basically ask a bunch of kids very kid questions like what who you know what's your favorite superhero and um if you could eat you know a bunch of candy would you like <laughs> kind of dumb questions but but fun for like kids and definitely fun for parents to kind of watch so on, on that Friday, I did that. I was I was the MC for this particular event where I had about, I don't know, let's just round it to about 30 kids. And it was about 20 girls and about 10 boys. And I just really went one by one asking them their particular questions. These were questions that were already made. And um, I just really had to read them and interact with the kids. It actually was a very fun experience because... You know, I haven't done a lot of kid work or, or a lot of PG or, or, or family friendly activities as far as as a comedian and hired to do since I've been back in Iowa. So it was really fun for me. And I think a lot of people, again, when I'm able to get in front of a lot of people in a different light, it always makes it uh, that much better, hopefully for me, as far as, hey, I think another opportunity or gig can come from this. So we do that. I actually had a gig. I actually had a gig after that. So I did the little kid question. And unlike an actual contest or pageant, it was all just chosen randomly. Like they just, you know, hands out, you know, names in a hat. They picked, they drew a boy name. They drew a girl's name. And that was Mr. and Mrs. Lake Mills. They really don't fucking mean anything. But, um, you know, and like all the kids got something it, almost like participation trophies like everybody got something so it didn't really fucking matter it was just something to do to fill space i did that didn't think much about it the next day that saturday i came back and they you know saturday is like their you know that's their big party so they had um i don't want to say they're in- international they might be i know they perform out of out of the country but a but a band a group by the name of pop rocks they were uh, really fun. They, they, you know, they pride themselves on costume changes. They did like, I don't know, I, I don't know why or when it started, but they do like thirty different fucking costume changes in a span of two hours of playing popular music and classic, you know, alternative, and um, it was a lot of fun. I, all I did was MC it. I just went up. Um, I did 
probably five to seven minutes of clean, you know, jokes. I don't know if I really did any jokes. I really feel like I just got up there and said things that were mildly humorous and I didn't fucking swear and they loved it. And then I got the crowd involved and we did a chant at the end. Um, and, uh, it was, it was, it was just a lot of fun. I didn't think much of it, um, until the following week where it got posted, there were some pictures of me with the kids and, um, the online, it was online, but it, it, it's a news paper by the name of um the albert lee which is a very small south um town in minnesota albert lee minnesota they they had a photographer and and a reporter basically here from um from that paper they took pictures and they put it online and then it was uh uh and and it came to my attention i'm like that was fucking dope and that was actually and that at this at this time that's the first time I'd ever been in like my name was featured in a newspaper I, I take that back like two <sighs> this is stupid but in 2017 my my wife uh her mother went to like the newspaper in town and basically was like they're getting married and they put our names in the paper for that but that don't fucking count and we'll get back to them in just a second so so we um so so i see this this newspaper article and i'm like this is fucking dope it's online and i thought it was pretty cool and i was just like hey tagging it and and just saying it it was pretty um dope that they were able to put that out there and the uh writer of the of the article she reached out to me she said hey uh would you be interested in doing like a, a sit down interview you come in and sit down we'll just chat and ask questions and all this and i'm like yeah that's let's let's do it that'd be dope um our schedules did not align perfectly we only had like this one window the following week and uh made it happen did the article uh, or did came in did the interview it was really, it was really a great opportunity. Um, again, because at this time I had never been featured in in print. So, especially with the name and, and the attachment of, of comedian, so that that was really what the big deal was for me. So uh, I go in, sit down, and and she she was just insanely professional. Like she typed as I was talking, and she asked some very in-depth questions like questions where i was like "Mm, i don't i wasn't even prepared to go there because again when you're a comedian it's very like the huge assumption is everything is funny so you know you ask a question you gotta have a funny reply make me laugh nigga. like it's always very like (laughs) i don't know what that is but like that's you know so it was really kind of cool to just kind of go in and sit down and have a conversation, have a dialogue that included her really reaching for questions for me to really think a little bit deeper on. And I really just talked a lot. Like I gave her as much fucking material or, or like I, whatever she, I, I just do a lot of answers. I over, I over answered and I just wanted to make sure she had enough, um, information. She had enough for me that she can put something together and she she did an amazing job it was featured in the newspaper underneath the arts and culture uh segment and it was just really cool because not only were they printed off in newspaper form but it also was online i was able to share it and uh that was just a huge accomplishment for me however if you remember i don't live in Albert Lee, Minnesota, even though it's like, you know, 11 minutes away. I live in Lake Mills, Iowa, and I was still amazed that even after doing July Jubilee and having done comedy in this town and and, in the area that I still hadn't been featured in their uh, (laughs) magazine, which is called Lake Mills Graphics. So what I wanted to do now, which has now took me uh, 20 minutes to do, is I wanted to talk about the article that uh, Lake Mills Graphic had just put out. The headline reads, laughter should be, I'm sorry, uh, end quote, 
You can't see me doing the quotations with my finger, but I'm doing it. <laughs> End quote. Laughter should be a part of your daily existence. Uh, close quote. Um, I said that shit. That shit's dope. I think uh, that should be on my tombstone or my grave. Uh, it should say that. Actually, I don't want that because I want to be cremated. So um, say that money. Go go uh, go buy yourself a new Adidas tracksuit. I'm. I guess I'm talking to my wife. Who, if you hear this, you don't have to. I don't want to be buried in no worm food and all that dumb shit. Spending money on a box that—that's dumb. Anyway, <laughs> so so um, one of the best things about living in a small town. Everybody knows everybody. That's a gift and a curse. But my mother-in-law was working the other day. She works at uh, the family greenhouse. So my uh, wife's, you know grandmother and grandfather on her dad's side they started a greenhouse like 50 years ago and they just celebrated their 50 uh 50th year of this business being open uh last year 2019 my uh mother-in-law her mother works at this greenhouse with her uh uncle and uh she was just working and you know the funny thing about living in this town is everybody knows uh my wife's family like they everybody they know so uh steve peterson is the owner and operator of the said business her mom my mother-in-law her name is deanne and everybody knows d they call her as well as her dad don so it's Don and D, D and Don, D D Donnie, Donnie D D, boo boo boo, all that. So, <laughs> so um, my mother-in-law D, uh, she was just working, and uh, a lady by the name of Bonnie K. Baldwin, she, you know, I guess regular customer, or she just happened to come in for whatever reason. They get the talking, and she mentions, yes, my son-in-law is a comedian. That led to this Bonnie lady wanting to kind of reach out to me she did early december and we didn't actually get together until pretty much the end of end of the the month uh, but you know i i went in and it was a very different experience than when i was at albert lee minnesota because you know I, I went to their their headquarters and it was you know fancy they had a conference room this was very small town this was like you walk in and boom you're there <laughs> you're like i literally walked in and that was the room we were going to be in. I sat down and she did the old, you know, tape recorder. I felt like it was the 19, you know, 40s. Like, oh, sit, sit down and tell me your story now. You know, <laughs> so, you know, like <laughs> she had a fedora on and it was weird and a feather. I'm like, where the fuck did you get this feather? But um, so we, we, we do the interview and we just get to talking, uh, which is why I wanted to kind of share how I got to Iowa, because uh, along with talking to this lady you know she was kind of telling me how she ended up in lake mills and it was just very interesting how you you learn the order you go you know the order you get you know god willing it's all a blessing that it takes so many little things to get us to where we are and you know i don't necessarily believe in chance and you know everything happens for a reason i i, I believe there's some there's a lot of truth to that but just to sit down and you know calculate all the it took this to happen and into that to happen for us to it 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 blows my mind anyway getting to the point so she writes the article the article comes out uh on new year's and it was just uh again another one of those accomplishments it's front page and in all fairness it's only like I don't know, fucking 12 pages total, but it doesn't matter. It's it's front page. I split the front page with uh, <laughs> they did a contest in the neighborhood of like best houses with uh, Christmas displays. Um, so that's one side, the left side and then the right side. It you know reads laughter should be a part of your daily existence. And it's a picture of me um, from an old show <laughs> in 2018. Uh, <laughs> and it has my logo and uh, it really is an article of a lot of quotes like what I said she just put out there and I was very P you know I was very PC and, and PG I was very selective with what I said unlike the last 
you know, interview that I did, where I was just oversharing and giving extra information. I really kind of wanted to to keep it um, kind of small town, simple and homegrown uh, hero. Like that, that's what I was going for. I wanted people who hopefully had seen me read the article and be like, hey, that's that's, you know, some really cool additional information. And for people who had never come out to a show, maybe they heard of me maybe they know I'm I live in town to read it and be more interested and intrigued in where I'm at with my comedy career so um I thought that was really cool so I start off she starts off with uh talking about Audrey uh Hepburn she says famous actress once said I love people who make me laugh I honestly think it's the thing I like most to laugh it cures a multitude of illness it's probably the most important thing in a person and the more I thought about you know what you know what got me into comedy and and why I do it um I I really think at the bare root of it it's my calling I would you know love to be right about that I would love to do this for the rest of my life um as a career and as a successful career I like to to make enough money to you know, support myself and my family and, and really contribute to our well-being. Um, but I also um, don't want to underestimate how important the job is. The career is to make people laugh. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. That's that's great. But it's also, uh, you know, a bit of a responsibility to kind of take people from whatever they're going through, good and bad. And, and you know, a lot of times it's bad um, and just take them to a great place and laugh and, and bring a very lighter side to uh, whatever's going on. I, uh, I actually did a show on New Year's Eve in uh, Rochester, Minnesota, which is about an hour, 15 minutes away from where I, where I live. It's a long-standing comedy club that had moved locations. It used to be downtown Rochester, and now it's a uh, kind of in this weird off-town section called Goonies Comedy Club, and it is uh, a personal favorite. And I love every opportunity I get to to go there. Because the the owner, this gentleman by the name of Mark, he's really like looked out for me. He's really sort of made some things happen and and awarded me the opportunity to to perform in the club. So I featured for for it was two shows. We did a seven thirty and nine o'clock, and uh, I actually also work with a headliner who is, has been doing it for like thirty something years. He was an insane pro, like. One of the things I miss out on sometimes when I don't get to work with, you know, national headliners and things like that. It's just working with professionals and he travels, too. But it was just an uh, an honor. Like one of the first things I was asking him because he lives in Des Moines, Iowa. And one of the first things I was asking was like, nigga, how do you make it? He's a white guy, you know, old 51. But like, like, how do you make it doing comedy for a living while also living in Iowa? Um, his name is John Bush check him out i don't know all of his you know social media information and and other ways for you to contact him and and reach out to him but if you have that opportunity uh i know he's on youtube just google uh his him and, and check out some of his stuff he is he was insanely funny and again just professional it was just a great um comedy experience you know as far as me being the up and comer but ultimately just being able to to kind of also live in my moment too like i had um we, we everybody had a really good first show the the first show was just what why you get into comedy it was just everything hit right the, the audience came out to laugh it was great the late show had some challenges um it still was a really great show and the reason why i brought this entire story up was at the late show there was a gentleman who uh, as he was leaving, you know, kind of shaking hands and, you know, thanks for coming out. Happy New Year. I'm glad you guys came out. That that whole little spill, he came up to me and he said, I really needed that. And the funny thing is, I was in the midst of, you know, saying bye and shaking hands to so many people. I didn't really get a chance to get his story. I, I would have loved to say, 
and what's going on how you know how's life let's talk about it I didn't really get that chance we just had probably a a, a time span of like five seconds where him telling me that and I just was like you're welcome you know thank you for coming out and I just am constantly reminded of the responsibility that comedians we have to go out there and perform and give you know our all and make people laugh but ultimately you just don't ever know what somebody is going through so uh to kind of bring it all back you know one of the reasons why i i I got into comedy is is just to understand that laughter is so important it should definitely be a part of uh everything so i i gave her everything i gave her you know my mother-in-law i gave her my in-laws who she already knew I gave them their names. I talked about, you know, my son. I got a seven-year-old named Drake. Yes, like Drake, like the, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> we were in uh, <laughs> Tucson, Arizona. We went to a Drake concert. This is actually at the end, or what I thought was the end of our relationship. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going to, like, you know, break up and go our separate ways. And uh, she gets pregnant and then... You know, that turned into us having our first kid in Arizona. That turned into us eventually. And we were broken up at the time. So we were not together when we had our first child, Um, which is kind of a weird thing. But again, that's probably another story for another time. But we have our first child. And then, you know, she's like, I want to go back to Iowa because I miss my family. And, uh, you know, she got sad. And so that's when we came and moved back to uh, Iowa in 2016, and then we, you know, get married in 2017, uh, and that's also the year where we get pregnant again. And and I don't know why I'm saying we like I did any work. I really, nigga, I had it easy. She did okay. She did like 97 percent. I did like a good three percent, and and my three percent was pretty big. But it, <laughs> you know, but uh, so we have our second baby. So. In, in the article, I'm mentioning everything that's very family-friendly, homegrown, you know, comedy is this, comedy is that, I need support, I appreciate this, that, and the other. And she just did a good job of quoting a lot of things that I said, and um, I wanted to leave you guys with the 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 entirety of, of the quote and kind of the last part of what I, what I said and what she put into the paper, so... Uh, I say, I'm not going to say in quote, out quote, but just, just go with it. Where society is right now, and I still believe this um, as a side note, I feel like as we go into 2020 this year, it's crazy. Like, comedy and free speech, and like it's, it's, it's crazy. If you can just not let it get the best of you, uh, I think we can get out of this year hopefully uh with everything attached and maybe maybe a new president but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens but anyway let me go back where society is right now it's kind of tricky everyone seems to have an opinion and they share that opinion whether you want it or not peace laugh what i feel like is stronger and more important than an opinion is a voice it is empowering to have a voice to make people laugh The voice really drives me to do that. In the early years, it wasn't as personal as I I didn't share those stories. And now it amazes me how I can connect with the audience and people. I think it's where my support and encouragement comes from. Uh, It's from people who, who want to who want me to continue to do that. You always try your best. You always try bringing your best regardless. And. You've got to be able to laugh at yourself. There's all streams of comedy and being able to laugh daily or just laugh a lot. Laughter should be an intricate part of your daily existence. I think it only enriches your life. I am deep. I'm like a fucking Yoda Buddha. Yoda Buddha nigga. (laughs) That, um... This was just really great to see as we started the new year, 2020, and, you know, front page or half front page, if you will, to see a picture of uh, myself and and these words, because that's, you know, comedy has a lot of 
to do with acting out and physical comedy and 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 doing a bunch of things but it comes down to a microphone and words and how powerful they are so uh welcome to uh almost we're we're halfway through i didn't think i was gonna get this far on the first on the first episode the idea of having an episode that's you know an hour long is very intimidating so i i was kind of pushing for 30 minutes i was just gonna like bang out some some quickie some quickie episodes you know <laughs> like, like just boom and give you give you a little something in your ear mm, that's right yeah take it and that was it but um i don't think we're gonna go the whole hour i think we'll i think these episodes will will kind of center around 45 minutes and uh we'll, ju- we'll just see i i definitely have a a, a, a fun time kind of opening up and sharing these and uh for me honestly listening back and kind of like almost listening and and watching if you will all these things unfold as my mind kind of uh goes into these areas it's very um cathartic for me as well so um i like i said i wanted to start and, and have episode one you know happy new year I'm very excited about this year. I think it's a, I think, I think every year is the same. It's, it's what you make it. If you was fucking around and, and doing dumb shit in, in 2019 and you ain't, you ain't changing, you're not going to change those things. You have the same sh- goddamn year. Like you are the difference and you are what, uh, you know, you're the happy, happy, happy new year. So, uh, you got to change your shit first. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be a great year. So I wanted to go back and kind of share how I got to Lake Mills, Iowa. Um, I am 34. Uh, I've been doing comedy for uh, consistently now almost nine years, which basically means, you know, sometimes you, you start something, you stop it, you start it, you stop it. That that has happened uh, in the course of my life, uh, from the first time I ever picked up a microphone to now. But as far as, you know, I started doing comedy. I didn't really have any long breaks in between. It's almost nine years. And within the last three years is when it really kind of turned around. It was, um, really moving back to Iowa where it was either like shit or get off the pot or do something or, you know, and, 2017 was was a I hated it I hated that year um I mean I would have to like look back on my calendar and my books and and kind of have more (laughs) more detail than that but I would say it wasn't it wasn't my favorite year I take that back this year I got married that doesn't make sense that's bad I take that back uh I'm gonna edit that out 2017 for comedy was a very like I hated that year because I just did not know how to do comedy and make it work in Iowa, North Iowa. 2018, I feel like it got better. Like I felt like I really had some traction to okay, I, I, I'm gonna figure this shit out. And then last year, 2019 was just like uh, it was just great. Like if I can get more of that, like more of these types of shows, more of these types of gigs, and work with these types of people, I'm good. Um, so that, that, that's kind of where I was as far as like my, my, my frame of mind. But, uh, last year was probably the, the, the first year where I felt like there was a, there was a, a tremendous amount of success, but also some failures. And it, it was really a great mixture of, you know what what it will take to get to where you want to go it's not going to be easy you have a long way to go you have a lot further than you think and if you can just kind of put your head down do the work and then put your head down is kind of a uh you know football you know running back turn where you just put your head down power through um you can get there so it you know in the nine years it's very easy and maybe honest to say it's become a real it's become a real thing 
this last year. I, I think last year is when, um, you know, I launched my 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 website and it just it became more of a business, you know. So anyway, uh, I'm getting a little off topic, but let's let's go back to. Uh, so I'm, I'm born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. I uh, was on the west side. I love love my city. I think there was a time where I did not care for Detroit. And I think it happened between leaving Detroit and kind of returning. What I mean is I, I left the city of Detroit. So all my life I grew up and I lived in Detroit. Um, went to, you know, my elementary school was George Ford Elementary, which, uh, <laughs> like they, they knocked that shit down and, and that's, that's done. Like I can't ever go back and walk the halls of my elementary school. Same thing for my middle school. They, uh, knocked that down and went to a middle school called Ann Arbor Trail Magnet Middle School, which I don't know why it was called Magnet. I, I, it, it was supposed to be a smarty <laughs> middle school, but I only went to this middle school. Like I only applied or did the application because of my girlfriend at the time. My girlfriend was going to this middle school and, and so I wanted to go because our elementary school went up to grade six. And I had all intentions of, you know, going to all six grades of my elementary school. But this middle school had sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And she was basically like, hey, I'm going to this school. And so I told my mom and filled out the application, got accepted. I go to this new middle school where I knew a couple of people. Um, there were some people from my neighborhood and also from my elementary school that, that, that also was there. But <laughs> first day of middle school, I find out, uh, this bitch wasn't even, she didn't come to school. Like she, she didn't even, she wasn't even going to come to the school. Like she ended up getting transferred like a month later, but, uh, it was just a crazy, like me being a boy and following and chasing after a girl. Um, so, uh, actually, the funny thing is, my high school was knocked down. The difference between my high school is they rebuilt it. I went to Cass Technical High School, which is, uh, I guess you could say, downtown Detroit. And there were famous people like Diana Ross and uh, David Allen Greer that, that are alumni. And when I was a, f- a senior in high school, uh, very famous and popular artist uh rap artist big sean was a freshman and he also went to cast tech and uh, i'm just name dropping to give reference that it was actually it's a it's a really great it was a really great uh uh school i just think at that time especially high school like my mentality i didn't think i had a future outside of high school like i i never had college um dreams or goals and I never saw that and in fact after I graduated high school I you know I ended up working three jobs and I was just saving money for whatever re- like I I don't know what I was doing I was just like that was almost like the only thing I can come up with is you just you work you make money you, you go buy some new sneakers you put the rest of it in a shoebox, and I don't know it was it was just a weird like after high school I didn't know what the fuck to do and I had a, a best friend at the time uh Deontay me and Deontay were like uh pretty much best friends all through high school I guess I can say we went to separate high schools but we also went to the same middle school so we knew of each other and we ended up getting really close and he ended up he was like a a chef like he was all about cooking and shit and um he you know got accepted to a culinary arts school in minnesota and he was like hey you should come check it out and at the time i was just like i'm good like i'm i don't what what what's there for me and long story short, I ended up coming out to Minnesota and um, I f- 
kind of filled out the application, got accepted into the college, thought I signed and filled out the Sally Mae shit and thought I had my little grant or had my little financial aid and go back to Detroit, pack everything up, you know, and I moved to Minnesota. Uh, he sort of paved the way without him coming out to Minnesota. I would have never I don't know if I would have never left Detroit, but I know I wouldn't have left it at that time. More importantly, I don't know what the fuck I would have done or where I would have gone or who I would have, how many baby mamas I'd have and what, what create. I was never really into bad shit though, but Detroit has a weird way of like forcing you into some shit. Like for all you know, I could have been like the next, uh, El Chapo. You don't fucking know. Detroit's rough. Um, <laughs> with that being said so I'm, I'm out in Minnesota uh, I basically just turned 19 I'm going to college I feel like okay I can I can make something of myself and kind of the first week of college um, I got uh, I had to go to the financial aid department or whatever and they basically said you don't have money we, we how are you going to pay for college and I I was like uh, I guess I can't afford you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like, but I, you know how like, like I was very heartbroken at the time, but looking back, it's hilarious. It, it, you know, but at the time, it's kind of like, you know, falling in love with a, a brand new car. Not even like a Porsche or, you know, like some very extravagant, expensive Lambo shit like that. Like a, like a Toyota Camry. Okay. Just a, 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 a nice sedan you know and and i'm not shitting on toyota camry i will say this and i don't care i think toyota camrys are the best cars uh it's he's definitely the best car I've, I've ever owned but i think one of the best cars out on the market I, I don't work for toyota i feel like if i do get sponsorship i would love for toyota to to be my sponsor fuck if nissan wants to sponsor me and give me a car i i, I love nissan but anyway <laughs> But um, like, just imagine getting a brand new car. You're getting comfortable. You you test drive it. Everything sounds great. You drive it home, and then you know the dealership people show up the next day and they say, "Hey, you know what? You gotta pay for this." And you're like, "Um, I, I filled up the paperwork yesterday. Everything said it was good. You guys let me drive off the lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, if if I didn't pay for it, why did you let me take the car home?" And they just basically repoed my college. Like they took my college away from me. And it was crazy. I got to like, I was there for 30 days on the dot. It, it was like a stars trial free weekend or some shit like that, where I just got the sample college. And um, I liked it. I like college day day. Um, I just couldn't afford it. So that led to me getting jobs. I have multiple jobs and it went right back to, you know, buying some new sneakers and, and paying bills and putting money in a shoebox. And I just, the only difference is I was in Minnesota and not Detroit. Um, met a girl that was a very fun relationship. And I, and hopefully you can sense the sarcasm. We, we, uh, we had a relationship that went on for about two years or so. It was, it was a very great first year, then the second year. Uh, it was just like, it was just crazy different. Um, but I think that was the, the, the biggest heartbreak I've, I had, I had experienced in my life because I did not know how to deal with it. And it, it drove me to make some very bad decisions. <laughs> and, uh, the, I didn't like myself at, at like who she, you know, like who I became or, who I credited her for for me becoming at this time, especially during our breakup, was like, ah, you know, what I mean, bitch, I'm gonna kill you. Okay, I'm not gonna kill you. I don't know, it's already over. But you know, I was just in, a, I was in a, I guess I was in a dark place. And the job I was working at, again, the sneaker company, I was getting promoted, and I told him, I'll go anywhere. Like, send me, just get me out of Minnesota. Uh, and they ended up sending me to Mason City, Iowa, which I had never heard of. 
And, <laughs> you know, I get here and I basically sort of make a life for myself, if you will. And I meet another girl this time at a club and I'm, I'm dancing to Kanye West stronger. You know, I'm just I'm like feeling myself because I'm, I'm like doing things on my own. Very independent. That was something my mom had always really instilled in me, I, w- I would probably say. And this girl, you know, another white girl, second white girl that I ever dated, she comes over here dancing her goodies on me and I'm just trying to live my life, but she's just throwing it at me. And, you know, that led to us going on a date and, you know, falling in love and and the whole nine. So we um, moved to Arizona, which I loved Arizona. I I, want to go back like tomorrow. I love Arizona. But like I said, we, you know, had a baby and that led to wanting to get back to, you know, closer to home. And we have this plan to to go to maybe Minneapolis and and, and be there for 10 years or maybe, you know, uh, a bigger city slash town in Iowa. But for right now, we are in her hometown. This is where she grew up. Lake Mills, Iowa. And, uh kind of just after bouncing around so much this is where I am and I gotta be honest with you I'm a lot more happier than I thought I would be at this time I did not want to move back to Iowa I I, for damn sure did not want to live in Lake Mills but after looking at a lot of the you know features and benefits you know like after looking at the opportunity that I'm afforded and we have a lot of support here. Uh, I just made the newspaper, you know. Uh, I think it might just quite work out for for me and and my family after all. So uh, we'll see. I can't I can't be one hundred percent sure, but I can say for now, so far, so good. Uh, you guys have been a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. Uh, if you made it this far. Uh, I do ramble a lot. I do say um a lot. And hopefully I'll I'll clean up some of this shit as we get further along. But this is episode one. And I wanted to be able to put this out early in the year so that we can only grow from here. So thank you very much. Hopefully you guys laughed a little bit and learned some things. And we will continue to do this shit. I'm going to try to do it weekly and maybe bi-weekly. But fuck it. It's, It's my podcast. And I can do whatever the fuck I want. So until next time, thanks for listening. I will talk to you soon. Take care of yourself and each other. Now that's Jerry Springer shit. I need to come up with a tag, like a or like a closer thing. So if you got any suggestions, you can email me at comediandata at gmail, which is just say, hey, Data, this is a good way to close out your podcast. Kiss babies and slap titties, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, I'll take it under consideration, but that's how you can reach me. And you can also find me on, on most social medias uh, under either Day Peace Comedy. That's D-A-Y Peace, P-E-A-C-E Comedy or Comedian Day Day. Uh, either or we'll kind of find you'll find me or you can always visit my website, which is daypeacecomedy.com. It's been a lot of fun just talking and uh, hopefully it's been fun listening. Oh, I like that. I like that. Maybe that's going to be it. Fuck it. You got to tune into the next episode to see. I'll talk to you then. This has been Peace Talk Podcast.